Greetings, everybody, and welcome to uh, another Bible in a Year episode. Uh, for today, we're going to be looking at the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, for this episode, actually, we aren't, aren't going to be having a guest, so you'll have to bear with me. You just get Vicar Jared instead of, of uh, myself and a guest. But we'll carry on in the, in the normal uh, manner of the podcast. So the book of 1 Corinthians is written by Paul. Uh, we've, we've done quite a few of his letters to this point in our Bible in a Year podcast series. Uh, so I'll just kind of briefly go over this. Uh, Paul is one of Christ's apostles. And at this point, uh, you know, he's, he's been doing sort of his, his vocation for quite some time. Uh, at this point, he's on his third missionary journey. And uh, he finds himself actually... Um, in Ephesus when he writes to the Corinthians. Surprisingly, some, some people uh, have said that you know, he was in other places. There's, there's even some less reputable sources that said maybe he was even in Corinth. But uh, we have that he was uh, a missionary in Ephesus, and he gets word that the church in Corinth is not doing so well. Uh, they're, they're falling to some different uh, mistakes, some false teachings and things like that. So he writes this letter as a means to you know, scold them, to bring them back on the right path. Uh, we date this letter as being written around 55 AD. The reason that of that is uh, he was martyred in 68 AD. He has quite a few other letters that have to come that have been dated. And uh, his third journey, his third, third missionary journey, it begins sometime between 50 and 55 AD. So we know that, you know, it's got to be sometime toward the beginning of his third missionary journey, because that's where he went. He went right to Ephesus. Uh, in terms of the ruler here, if, we, if you are reading anything that's written by Paul, you can basically assume that it is uh, Nero. Nero is the emperor for much of Paul's uh, missionary life. He, uh, He's not a great guy. I've said it before. Uh, Nero was pretty much willing to do whatever he needed to do to, to seize power. He was willing to kill family. He, he was very uh, staunchly against Christianity and, and the message of Paul. And uh, ultimately would be the reason that, that Paul himself and Peter uh, are martyred. So moving on to our, our historical context uh, in terms of the Corinthian history, uh, the church is kind of in a state of, of division. So, you know, uh, Rome is sort of a hub for social acceptance, right? Uh, we have polytheism. We have all different types of religions. We have a, a ruler who kind of sets the stage for take what you want you know, unapologetically. Uh, Rome is, at this time, not looking for uh, the commandments of Yahweh. They're not looking for one God, especially a God who isn't exactly a transactional one like some of the other deities. Um, it just it doesn't ebb with the Roman idea. So, so the church in uh, Corinth is struggling. And, and part of this is because if you come from a culture where you can have all sorts of gods, you can kind of, you know, you can bring your own god, you can have your own assumptions about these different deities, 
and all of a sudden you step into Yahweh's church, you bring some of these ideas with you. You bring the idea that maybe you can start teaching things, that uh, you can start informing others on how the religion should work. Uh, and before long, you get fracturing, you get uh, separation, you get conflict. That's, that's what's happening in Corinth. Uh, the other issue is that, you know, with Christ we have freedom. But it's freedom in Christ. It's not the utmost freedom. This is a difficult thing to understand, uh, but it's important because these false teachers, they're teaching things that, uh, that kind of do away with uh, scriptural doctrine and who Christ was for, uh, for more common cultural ways of living. That's not the freedom that Christianity lends us. It frees us from sin, but our freedom comes from Christ and is in Christ. We are still in the fence, if you will, of Christianity and of what Christ has deemed for his creation and for us. And uh, lastly, unfortunately, a lot of this conflict just comes down to, uh, you know, what people want. Nero, deities, all these different things are pushing people to what makes the individual happy and that's not what what uh, what Christianity is about and it's not what Paul is going to write to them about. So that covers our, our, our dates, rulers, and uh, our history. So we're going to kind of dive into some of the context here or the content of Paul's writing. With, with many of Paul's letters and epistles, he's writing as an exhortation. Uh, remember, Paul spends most of his time traveling. Uh, we see in Timothy, he leaves Timothy and he goes off to do these different things and sends a letter. We see it with uh, the pastoral epistles and things like this. Paul carries on so that he can get the word of Christ to as many people as possible. But in leaving these churches, they're not safe. They're not immune to a sinful world. They still face the temptation of false messages. They still face the temptation of sin, uh, of all these different things. So Paul often needs to send these letters as a means to say, hey, I'm still listening. I'm still hearing what's going on. And, and you guys aren't listening to what I had taught you. You need to get back on track if you want to, to follow Christ. The other thing that's important about 1 Corinthians is kind of a key uh to what Paul has to say is that he points back to Christ. Uh, you know, he, he's not pointing them to strictly chastisement. He's not pointing them strictly to the law, but is instead pointing them to uh, Christ crucified. He's pointing them to uh, the real freedom they've been giving, given, that freedom in Christ. And he's pointing them to live uh, as though this faith that they have matters. He's he's encouraging them to uh, you know look to the cross, look to what's been done for them, so that they might uh, see that that their faith matters. The the church teachings matter. One thing that stood out to me uh, interestingly is is after kind of speaking to Christ crucified to to the church teachings. He goes on to kind of start by condemning um, 
boastfulness. He, he starts by sort of bringing out this idea that that uh, to get back on the, the right level, the right teaching for the church in Corinth, people need to be humble. I kind of started out by saying this, but, uh, you know, people can can teach about different gods in this polytheistic culture they had. And that's what's going on in the Church of Corinth. We might have people who think they understand more than they do, who are trying to lift themselves up higher than they should. And Paul kind of starts right at the basics and says, hey, you're not where you think you are. You know, you need to stop and you need to start at ground zero. That's why he points them to the cross. He says, start here, start at the foot of the cross. You're sinful and this is where you need to be. And then from there, work your way to looking up. You're never going to climb up. You know, you're never getting to the point where you don't need the cross. But, but be humble. Stop boasting in these things. It's not about you anymore. It's about what Christ has done for you and about the world around you. We have a mission, and that mission is to spread the good news. So you gotta, you got to be willing to accept you don't know it all. And Paul is very open in saying in his, his letters, he doesn't even know it all. You know, he, he spends his life, he got to meet Christ, and he's even willing to say, I don't have my head wrapped around all this. But he does know the important tenets of Christianity, and that's that Christ died. And also, he'll, he'll get to it, uh, which is interesting, it's, it's uh, communion, right? This is a very uh, interesting part of the letter, and I hope as you read uh 1 Corinthians, you kind of stop on this on this portion because I think it's it's helpful for us as modern day readers even. Um, this month, I, for for the month of Easter and Holy Week coming up, uh, we're doing a Bible study on and uh, why Christ needed to be crucified, and a part of that is really stopping to think about your religion, right? It's about stopping and being humble and, and understanding that you need to kind of analyze things. And uh, and one of those things that, that we need to stop and think about is communion. That's what Paul calls the church in Corinth to. Communion is this, this wonderful thing. It's this blessed thing that is given to us, but it's, it's uh, not something that we can wrap our heads around either, right? And when we start changing the tenets of what communion is, as many in, in the Corinthian church do, it leads to division. And Paul kind of says, ultimately, you need to stop and you need to come back to the fact that what communion is, is the, the body and blood of, of Christ. You know, we say in church, in, with, and under, the bread and the wine, but it's the body of Christ and it is this reminder, it's this institution of forgiveness. It keeps bringing us back to, or the teaching keeps bringing us back to, this humility that we are, in fact, in need. Right? Paul is saying, you are in need of understanding, you're in need of Christ. In communion, saying, you definitely need Christ, you definitely need forgiveness, you definitely need a Savior. A savior. He's, he's trying to bring them to an upright life in Christ, but he's trying to do so in a way that that teaches. It brings them along with him in saying, you know, this is, what, this is who Christ was. This is what he's done for you. 
and this is where you need to need to be, right? And he does that in, in quite a few interesting ways. As you'll read through here, you'll see that Paul has a firm understanding of Christ's life. He has a firm understanding of, of uh, you know, the Old Testament, of the traditions of uh, God's people in the Old Testament and, and things like that. You'll go on to see things like eating and, and rituals, um, a, a whole swath of different things that, that kind of point us back to old traditions. And, and it, the reason he does this is because he's saying, hey, understand that this is years in the making, right? This is, this is the creator of all things who, you know, made the world and then followed along with his people and taught them and told them something was coming and then did it. So now we, as the new, being on this side of the cross, being on this side with the New Testament, can look back and say, yeah, it's, this makes sense. You know, we had prophecies that were pointing us to exactly what we got, and that's Christ, a Savior who would live and die for, for all of our sins. Uh, and ultimately, you know, although there's a lot going on in 1 Corinthians, that's, that's what Paul calls us to. He calls the church in Corinth to, he is exhorting them to, to uh, come to terms, come to grips with, it's not works. Christ was crucified for you and for me. It is faith that saves. And our Redeemer lives, which means all this stuff matters. This is the only thing that matters. So, you know, be humble. Hop off the high horse. Accept that you can't do it. And then look to Christ. And in that, once you start looking to Christ fully, then we can start making these ties. We can start mending these broken fences. And we can start getting to be what the church should be. And that's a body of believers. It's, it's the body of Christ in a world that needs to hear his message. Well, those are some of the, the main takeaways for me. I, uh, I guess we'll move on to the five main takeaways. Um, first off, as Paul kind of points the church in Corinth, I also commend you to as you read. Look to the cross. Uh, this is an important time, especially with Easter coming up. Look to the cross because it's both law and gospel. It's it reminds us that uh, the sins that we commit, they they come with a cost. And even if it's paid, it came with a cost. And that cost uh, was the cross. It was the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lived and died and rose again for us. So, you know, remember what's been done for you. But in that, also remember just how much uh, the all-powerful God loves you. Uh, second, we are indeed free but we're free in Christ, right? This freedom is not one to go and, and do whatever we want. It's a freedom in Christ to be free from sin and death. And it's a freedom to know that we are cared for by an all-powerful, all-loving God so that we can go and share that message with others. Uh, three, don't be afraid, afraid to be unique, right? Uh, Rome is... is doing all sorts of things. And if you want to know what unique look like, looks like, it probably looks like a bunch of people with one God who are, you know, 
ebbing with the same understanding, the same teaching of Christ. They're not fighting one another anymore and are self-sacrificing. They're, they're unapologetic for their beliefs and even willing to die at the hand of Nero for them, right? Be unique uh, in this world because, you know, honestly, that, that catches looks, it catches attention, and, and it could bring others uh, to Christ himself. But, you know, Christ is unique. Christianity is unique. So be unique. Four, uh, we can always learn more. Paul points others to, to uh, Christ, the cross, and he points them to the Old Testament and to what's been done in Christ's life. And he says he doesn't know it all. None of us do. The, the Bible is such a rich book full of things that you know we'll never be able to pull out in a lifetime. Always be ready to learn more about your glorious Savior because it's enriching, it's empowering, and, uh, you know, it's a blessed thing. And finally, we are the body of Christ. Uh, we're not immune to the first Corinthian uh, or the the Corinthian debate or whatever you want to call it, the separation, the conflict. We see it today. Churches get into conflict. They they fight with one another. Brothers and sisters fight with one another. It's just a matter of fact from living in a sinful world, but that doesn't mean that separation needs to follow, right? Uh, we are the body of Christ. So when conflict arises, uh, Christian repentance follows. You know, uh, Understand that, that we are meant to be with one another. And when those conflicts arise, be willing to and ready to repent and be willing and ready to forgive. Well, everybody, I hope that uh, 1 Corinthians was was as much of a blessing for you guys as it was for me. It's a, it's a great book. And anything that Paul writes. Oh, <laughs> scratch that. The whole Bible is, is a great book full of great stuff. So I hope that as you read through this, you uh, kind of gets you excited for, for Easter and for uh, the good news of what's been done for you and, and the truth that, in fact, our Redeemer lives. And, uh, and with him, we live too. God's blessings, everybody.